Hey, welcome everybody to podcast number 91. Um, so not only is it podcast number 91, but it is St. Patrick's Day. And uh, we have a great guest coming on. And it is also our uh, lucky leprechaun's birthday. <laughs> I love it. He doesn't even look that much different, honestly. No, pretty close, actually. Smarter. Good? How's, how's St. Patrick's Day going so far? <laughs> so, so far, so good. Good, good, good. Where's your pot of gold? Yeah. I got a tickle trunk of a whole bunch of decorations. <laughs> no, 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 no. Too early for five minutes after dark. Too early. Yeah. Go to the different trunk. place. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so obviously i'm your host carrie kreitz um i'll bring it over g- put him in the background yeah. <laughs> um we're gonna start a little thing for our introductions it's gonna be a little nickname segment for us um as doing 91 podcasts we have learned a little bit too much about each other and our uh ticks and quirks or whatever you want to call them so uh i'm carrie used to be good crates we have tim serial pooper wiseman <laughs> dexter number one wiseman he got a good one this week but we got a better one for next week and daryl shit he is old bradley <laughs> that's, cool. that's right somebody's senior of this group so i'm okay i'm okay with that right, you're welcome uh Scotty uh, thinks your mask looks better. Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously, the old spiel, if you want to become a Patreon member, you can go to patreon.com slash 5 universe For as little as $2 a month, you can help support us do this every week. And uh, we're going to throw up everybody's name on there. That's a patron right at this moment. Um, we usually throw up some stuff on there a little bit earlier too, if we do some, uh, trick shot videos and stuff like that. So everybody that's part of the patron, um, they'll get that first, maybe a week or two ahead of everybody else that goes on normal YouTube. Um, also, um, I had something else here. I'm not sure now. See, that's why you should write everything down. If you're a good host (laughs) in the shop. (laughs) <laughs> the drink, the, dr- the drinking, the drinking. Oh, game. here we go. We got Tim, Tim came up with a drinking game and he posted on Five Pin Universe here, uh, the Facebook page. We're going to throw it up on screen here and we'll let Tim rattle them off for you. So, this is for everybody watching in the chat while this is live. Yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's for our viewers today, not for us. We have our own little thing going on with our agenda. Um, so, unfortunately, whenever I rattle this off, I guess it's a drink for you guys. Um, so whenever the five pin you mentions about the five pin you store so that's that would be a drink yeah buy uh, merch. so buy some merch guys uh <laughs> every time every time there's a love for our guest uh kathy in our group chat so uh we love you kathy that would be a drink uh every time someone mentioned his db's birthday or wishes him happy birthday in our chat that's uh that's a drink uh whenever someone comments and encourages drinking that's a drink um, every time Carrie looks in comments, uh, looks at the comments and smiles, that's a drink. Every time I check my phone, that's a drink. Every time DB tries to change the topic, that will be a drink. Every time Dexter touches his beard, 
that will be a drink. Every time DB's computer dings, well, <laughs> that will be a drink. Uh, if anyone mentions Mitch Davies, that will be a drink. Every time our, a podcast member says, um, well, that will be a drink. And every time 5PU um, mentions they don't condone something, that would be a drink. So, um, yeah. So there would be a lot of drinking, and I see there's a couple of drinks already. So uh, indulge, and uh, we don't condone alcoholism on this podcast. So, <laughs> so that's another drink. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So as Tim mentioned, and this will be a drink for everybody, uh, you can go to our store at store.5pinuniverse.ca. And there you can uh sold a pair of sweatpants this week there, team. A couple pairs of nice. sweatpants. Yeah, nice. comfy people. If you need a pair of sweatpants, consider ball maybe, you know, if these sweatpants are dialed in. So mine came straight out of the dryer today onto my pant onto my legs. Greatest feeling of life. I know. <laughs> yeah. So fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Just hugging everything. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so where's the next product we got to work on that yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> all right uh, so <laughs> was that a ding that was a ding that was a ding yeah <laughs> um so wow. our our podcast uh sponsor of the week once again is all-star bowling sales we'll run their commercial and uh we'll bring in our guest all right our so our special guest for uh podcast number 91 is a lady that um, is in our chat constantly, watches a lot of our stuff, and has quite the extraordinary resume that we will be going through over the next hour. Um, we can't thank her enough for coming on, but we got Mrs. Kathy Davidson. <laughs> hey, Kathy. Hey, guys. Daryl, happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> I love the commitment to the St. Patrick's Day. It's the love of the Irish for sure. There you go. <laughs> I'm making my mother proud. There you go. There's um, gonna be lots of drinks in the in the chats. That's gonna be you know interesting night for people out there. Enjoy. Yeah, I just took my my first sip here. I haven't had rye in a long time. Figured I'd stick with like you know an Irish whiskey. I got it's I got so a, good. I've missed I've missed rye. I got a bottle of bamboo today that uh, we're going to open up here in a little bit. I just texted one of my daughters to bring me a beer. Oh, that Carrie's got the bamboo too. Well done. Carrie, you were saying there's a little love in the chat for Kathy there. So uh, yeah. remember the drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play Right. We're going to play what's my score here around eight o'clock. It's kind of the, the game plan. So get your notebooks ready out there, people. Maybe people in the comment section feel like they've got what it takes tonight. Mm -hmm. And we got a little uh, all-star bowling sales giveaway for uh, somebody in the comments. We'll do a random draw here. So if you want part of that draw, leave a comment in the chat and we'll add you to it. And we'll do a draw here at the end for you. All right. Well, DB, it's time to change topics. Take her away. Yeah. <laughs> you notice how I didn't change the topic? <laughs> protecting my chat. Protecting my chat. So, Kathy, what's happening in your world to these days? What do you do right now? So, um, obviously, bowling is 
not happening, but uh, professionally wise, um, I work for the York Region District School Board. So I was granted permission to work from home back in November. So I am working from home doing virtual school uh, every day from like nine till three. And then I go to work my other private job from three till six thirty, seven o'clock. So and yeah. so the whole year has been spent teaching on online virtual learning. I'm not teaching. I'm an educational assistant, so I'm a support staff. So I work with students and uh, individuals that have developmental and physical disabilities. Right. Good so, thing, yeah. yeah. So I uh, I love my work. I love what I do, and um, yeah, it's very rewarding. Now, is oh. is COVID um, in your like the bowling? You said the bowling centers aren't open in your region right now. So maximum ten. Okay. So we're red. So I live in Simcoe County, but I work in York. So I travel between the two. So uh, right now they're up to 10 per, kind of like what you guys were. And a lot of the bowling centers aren't even bothering because 10 doesn't cut it for their bills. Right, mm -hmm. totally. But we bounced back. So we went red, gray, red, gray, red. So it's not like it's it's tough for the proprietor to set something up that way. Totally. So we're right. hoping we're hoping orange uh, soon in both regions, but unfortunately <laughs> now we're dealing with a variant, so we're yeah. we're back in trouble. Right. Yeah. That that's crazy. I couldn't. I mean, obviously with the pandemic, us as proprietors, it's been super frustrating. But I I couldn't imagine. You know. I saw some centers being open for one week and then being shut down again. And I would, I would lose my mind. That's so bad for like staffing. It's so bad for like, you know, su supplying food and beverage and all that stuff. That's brutal. So uh, I couldn't even imagine how frustrated they are out there. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't blame them. Um, the bowling center that I work out of for YBC um, there, they have state of the art. They're everything up in Newmarket at Stellar Lanes, and you know they're they've been shut down. Now they're max ten, and you know they're twenty four lanes, and and they just it's not worth it. Like they're open, but you can't see how it's economically feasible for them. Mm. So, Kathy, Kathy, can you uh, maybe tell us uh, a little bit about Miss M? I oh. see you post about her a lot, right? And she seems. Pretty can cool. I, you, can I just one second? Yeah. So this is Miss M. I don't yeah. want to put glare on her. Yeah. So this is Maggie. That's yeah. what the M stands for. Um, she is 25 and she uh, has cerebral palsy. She lives at our house on the weekends. So she we pick her up Fridays at 6 and we bring her home Sundays at 6. So we are like a respite host family for her foster family, uh, associate family. Um, she's chosen family. She's in my family pictures, right? Like we've been doing this for about mm -hmm. five years um, in our home. Um, I was fortunate enough to work in school with her. And then she moved. And um, so that allowed me to go into work with her privately through community living. So we've been doing this for... Um, She's been in our home for five years. So at our house, she has her own bedroom. She has 
her whole wardrobe, she has everything. And uh, yeah, she's she's a chosen part of our family. So it's, she's, it's she's awesome. just brilliant. It's, it's rewarding, isn't it though, right? That's awesome. It is, not to be too over um, emotional. Um, my mom always taught me that if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. And she's not work. Like she's just like having split custody of a child kind of thing, right? So she comes to us and the smile and and just the things we're able to do with her. Um, you know, we get to take her out in the, well, not now, but um, we get to do things with her that she probably normally wouldn't be able to do. And so like she's been, we've taken her ice fishing. We've taken her out fishing on a pontoon boat. We've taken her to family gatherings up in Gogama near Timmins. Um, like she just, she's part of our family. She goes everywhere we go. So there's her. And then I have a young man named Ethan that I go to his house after school uh, from three to six thirty-seven, And he has cerebral palsy as well. And I go into their home and I work for the family. And again, he's just amazingly brilliant. And I love him so much, both of them. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. yeah. You know what? It, it keeps me busy, keeps me going. And uh, yeah, like I said, you love what you do. You never, it doesn't feel like work. That's brilliant. It, it's, it's so nice working with them. I mean, we, we, I mean, one of the hardest parts that with the COVID part is, you know, even when we were open, we weren't getting our Robin Hood Association or the Special Olympics coming in. And uh, honestly, that was one of the toughest. Pro toughest things to deal with because th these are people that we have seen literally every day since we were you know 15 years old or you know at least once a week since we were 15 years old they're amazing and wonderful and loving happy people and right. uh they definitely make your day way better uh the instant they walk in so definitely missing having them around it's really hard too because right now our day programs are closed so yeah. even for them to have a place to go, they're, they're shut down. That's why we actually have the extra weekends. But the other thing, too, is any individual that can't or won't wear a mask, they can't have transportation, right? Because the, the, yeah. the handy transit and stuff drivers won't take them. So hmm. it's an unfortunate situation. They're looking at September, possibly. Fingers crossed, yeah. 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 And for you guys, like you said, Dexter, the having them come to Bull, um, it's revenue, but it's them and their schedule and their normalcy for them to come and play on a regular week. They look forward to it too. Oh, right? absolutely. And, and like these are people that we've seen forever. We've grown up around. They've grown up around us. Um, and honestly, sure. we um, we probably have known most of them longer than 90% of the staff that work with them. Sure. Um, and, and because of that, we've had some situations where, you know, we've been kind of put into a position where we need to protect them from their staff even. And, uh, yeah, there was an incident a couple of years ago where a lady ended up getting fired cause she was trying to drink while, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. uh, while being at the bowling alley and, and stuff like that. And she was driving them and I, I just, I have no time and place for them. My, my job isn't to protect the staff and my job is to protect yeah. those people. Like you, said, you, you know them just as well. And they're used to doing something over and over and over every week. And all of a sudden, if you have a new, you know, helper, you know, then they start thinking that there's a way to do things like, whoa, 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 this person's been doing this for 10 years. So don't start disrupting their. Absolutely. Routine. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally.
Anyway, let's change topics. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's go bowling mode, Kathy, into some of the early days. Where did you start bowling? Where did you grow up in the, in, in alleys? And and take us take us back a couple of years. A couple. Okay. Um, so I started bowling because it was something that my family did. Um, I am the youngest of five girls. Awesome. And, and ironically, or poor dad, or poor. But, yeah, poor dad. Um, but uh, ironically, at one point in time, I was the mediocre player in the family. So, um, but I had, uh, I started off in Sudbury at Notre Dame Bowl as a not even old enough to play, sit on my bum and try and push the ball. And uh, then my mother took over managing um, a little six-lane bowling center in the bottom of the rectory of the church. It was called St. Anne's Lanes in Sudbury. And uh, it was there where um, we didn't have babysitters. So I ended up at the bowling alley five, six days a week. And every time a lane was open, I would run and I would throw balls till they would throw it, shut it off kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Am I making you guys drink? I'm sorry. No, um, no, you're fine. People in the comments there. So, ironically, um, this year, um, I've always started a season. I've maybe not been able to finish it for whatever reason. Um, but um, it's 49 years for me playing this year. That's awesome. So I, I officially registered when, or my parents officially registered me when I was three. Um, and I, there wasn't even like a peewee bolasaurus. I had to bowl with the bantams kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I apparently I gave them a run for their money, literally, uh, right from the time they signed me up. So Now, did all, did all your family members play too? So yes. every, Yeah, they all so played. My... my uh, three out of five of us. Uh, so my oldest sister Debbie, she won a, she went to nationals. I believe she won silver. Peggy, uh, my middle sister, she still plays out in Northern Ontario for the or she did with the Masters and stuff. Uh, she went to nationals as a YBC bowler, as well as for Masters a few years back when Sudbury hosted. Um, so yeah, we're also, and my sister Cindy is in Thunder Bay and she plays at a Mario's in Thunder Bay, um, all, uh, social kind of still competitive. Um, and unfortunately I have a sister that I lost in 89. Um, and she was probably 10 times better than I was. So I'm the only one that carried it on into the adult ranks. Um, my sister Debbie played uh, Ontario Masters um, when Ontario was one for a year or two. So she's got the beautiful powder blue uh, <laughs> uniform that they used to have. So kind of jealous about that. <laughs> older photos that are going around, even in Alberta, Tim, all these yeah. you know, old, old you know, outfits and costumes. And even a shout out to Walter Heaney and his you know, group of the history and some of the old time photos. It, it's just it's it's mind blowing that these were the the full you know Cooper all pants that you would have had to wear in the bullet, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so I started at Notre Dame. I moved to St. Anne's Lanes till they closed. Um, they had a flood. 
And ironically, Arnie Rollins was up in Dryden at the time. He bought the lane machines. So okay. there's six of those six lanes went up to uh, to um, Dryden. And then I finished my bowling as a YBC bowler at Holiday Lanes in Sudbury, which is now closed as well. Hmm. But you had some success in YBC playing in some, some national events and got that I, team for I, I did. Um, so in 1978, I represented Northern Ontario for the Bentham Girls Singles. I was eight years old um, up in Thunder Bay. It was cool. Um, obviously, eight years old, you've got all this amazing stuff. Um, but I was honored by Carl Malcolmson, and I was selected to carry the Canadian flag. Cool. Oh, that's nice. so that was that was that was cool, and I was just a tiny little peanut then. So, um, like I was literally tiny. Um, so that was a huge honor. And then uh, in 1980, I went on again uh, to win uh, the provincials, and went to London, uh, Ontario. It was just before my sister, oldest sister's wedding. And she was really mad because I always got all the attention because I was a baby. And I went, my parents came with me. <laughs> so um, I ended up not starting very well. And they, my family were like, oh boy. And then I won my last 14 matches straight to win gold. Yeah. Wow. It was my dad's birthday. So I was very proud of that. that. And then, um, Everybody raced home for my sister's wedding on we, we I went on the 13th of May. My sister's wedding is the 17th of May. So unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I did take everybody away, but for a good reason. Absolutely. But my banner made the wedding pictures, so that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> a little spoiled, if not by my parents. I had four older sisters that took really good care of me growing up. So and then I went back in 81 as a junior girl singles and uh, didn't have as much success because my head was getting a little bit too big to fit through the door <laughs> as a bantam <laughs> junior. Um, so, but the, fu the funniest thing is, is in 78 and I could tell stories about bowling forever, but in 78, I was young and I didn't understand like I just threw the ball. I didn't understand points. I didn't understand whatever. So I had come second, but there was a three-way tie for first. And I sat on the bench crying because I couldn't figure out why I didn't get a, a silver medal because I came second. Hmm. Not understanding the three-way tie for first, right? So I ended, totally. up, I ended up fourth yeah. by like half a point. I think it was half a point. So I didn't understand it. So I was like, yeah. So I was really sad. So I was driven to go back. So, but that that's um, part of the game, right? Yep. Well, live and learn. Sure. Kudos to you for like using that as motivation and not ha using that as, you know, uh, be becoming discouraged after that. So that's awesome. Well, sorry, again, don't let, don't let me distract you guys here, but my OCD is kicking in, so I just got to move some people around here. <laughs> <laughs> Green's at the top. <laughs> you messed me up now, Carrie, because you're only in the top left. I know, I know, I know. I just wow. couldn't handle it anymore. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I'm myself around here pretty soon. <laughs> 
So yeah, so then, then I come junior, seniors, I start to play youth challenge. We have a bunch of success in youth challenge. Um, the head shrunk a little bit, so I came back to myself and uh, learned how to play on a team because I'd never, i had always played singles. Right. So it was nice to be part of a winning team as well as singles. And even in the years that, you know, not as successful to have that team win. We went uh, six, five years through youth, uh, Pepsi Challenge, Youth Challenge, mm-hmm. um, yeah. as, as zone and provincial winners. So what it was, was a race. What was the format of qualifying for the Pepsis back then? So, uh, five games. Um, and then it was uh, match play, total pins. So it's still pretty much the same format as the Youth Challenge. So, right. yeah. And then we had, in Northern Ontario, there was um, six zones. Right. So we played each zone. Okay. Now, Kathy, was, uh, for nationals, was it a faxon? Did you guys have a faxon? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you didn't know till three or four days later if you actually how you sat nationally. Right. Should we? I'm just, I'm just waiting. I want to make people. <laughs> Amanda, Amanda just got everybody. Yeah. She just wants everyone to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amanda Devaney just give everybody a, a drink. Thanks, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, I was, I was, what are you guys talking about now? <laughs> I was I was spoiled because like my mom had the bowling alley. I, I at twelve I had my own key. Okay, so you go in. So I could literally. More. I would go in after school. I would do a cleanup or would do whatever. I would shoot balls. Did you ever play yeah. trick shots, Kathy? Did you ever no, trick shots? No, actually, I was watching them. I wanted to like see if I could con somebody into let me trying, but no. <laughs> no. We had a few good parties in it there, though. I think we yeah we yeah a few good yes. parties. Uh, I'm the- sure I'm sure DB had some good parties back in the Sherwood Park bowling alley too at times. Yeah. I think I started working there maybe when I was 14 as well. I was thinking about it the other day. Yeah. And uh, I think I was bowling in a Monday night senior league. So my first year, my brother Matt had worked there and there were some tangles or somebody had broken a ripped a string. So I already knew how to do that. So I went and fixed the tangles and did the stuff and the, the quarter there that night didn't really have a good night. So got called in the next day and says, I think we better put you on payroll. If you already know how to do all the stuff, you might as well start paying your work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a good run for five years until I was 19 at the old Sherwood Lane. So, yeah. well, ironically, I know how to do all that stuff too, right? Because my mom and my brother in law and whatever. So, it, that was a lot of fun. But when I won nationals, the, the church that owned the bowling center, they told me I would never have to pay for bowling again. So, I could practice and do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted. And so, that was kind of nice too, like a free That's throw. amazing. Yeah. It was back in the day, right? They don't have the same. It's not the same anymore, right? No. Let's um, <laughs> let's a poll in the comments. How many people could restring their own pin? Right. If you broke a string and you were able to go in there, could you do it? By just say a yes or no. Interesting. Yes. How, right? how fast? How fast? <laughs> now oh. we got time. There you go. There's the next video thing. Maybe with a drone happening. Right. We <laughs> in drone. That you know Tim what? And- Tim and Dexter both go running down the side of, of Sherwood Bowl into the back, have to pick up a pin. You got to retangle it, 
a re TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. I can do yeah. it. I can, I can, I'm faster in decks for sure. I had somebody reach out to me this week saying that they have a drone and they want to try it. Yes. Let's go. So that's, that might happen. Yeah. Victor? Yeah. Victor? No, Victor? Amy, Amy, wait. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Just as long as she signs a waiver, if we break something, it's not our problem. So <laughs> oh, yeah, we won't fly it. <laughs> We're not flying it. They are flying it. Not your responsibility. She's flying it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. you know, we, Kathy, on that point, though, we've had lots of people seem to be at the higher level of bowling have grown up in a bowling alley, right? Where they managed a bowling alley, they own a bowling alley. It seems to be a common theme of somebody literally growing up in a bowling alley, right? So, right. you know, interesting. Let's go to change topic. Um, let's go into. <laughs> You know, some of the competitive years um, into the open. We have to have drinks now, guys. We have on our sheet here that says that we have to have drinks. Mm-hmm. Change topics. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Thanks for the, the well wishes. This is looking good. Um, <laughs> there's my thing. Anybody get the um, <laughs> How about you? We played Open and Masters, but we typically start with Open. How did that um, competitive, some of those trial years, what, what zone did you play of, um, and where did you have some success there? So I'm split province, right? So I was, I've been 19 years in Southern Ontario now, but I grew up in Northern Ontario. So my first two years uh, out of, in the Open, I played at a Nickel District, which is half a Sudbury. So um, basically from Notre Dame Bowl back. So uh, in my first year qualifying for the Open, um, I made singles and team for qualifying. And then um, my sister passed just after. And uh, I vented frustration through bowling. So I threw balls, a billion balls. Um, I could have given Greg a run for his money, I think, during that time. Anyway, um, so I went into the provincials kind of wanting to have a point to prove. I wanted to win it for her. I, you know, she was there when I qualified and um, she was the one sister I wanted to be most like growing up. So when we went into provincials, um, I played exceptionally well, finished second in qualifying. Our team won and um, the stepladder was really, really tough. Uh, in the sense that I played, uh, first match I played Wendy McKenzie from North Bay, who is a legend in their own right, a wonderful lady. Um, so I, I I was able to get by her, and then I had to beat Linda twice. So Linda's nickname was Linda the Machine Machano. And I just, that's all everybody kind of chirped in my ear the whole time, right? I was 19, I was I didn't know any of these ladies. And um, I was successful. So I got by her. Um, and so I won double gold the first year. And then um, I went on to nationals and I finished second, throwing a dud my last game. Uh, and then losing, winning my first match against Southern Ontario's Lena Chib. Then losing to Laura Johnstone in the final on TV. And so I got silver. So that was the first year. Second year, I lost in the final for singles. Um, you'll hear the common word, I punched and mm. lost. 
and then our team won. But then we went on to nationals and we won bronze as a team. So I believe everything happens for a reason. So, um, but I actually lost to Nat Berry from Timmins, and Nat okay. is a really good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. So nice. it's all that was that's good. I, I'm you know I was maybe not at the time we weren't as good of friends, but definitely. Um, Definitely. And then ironically, in 92, I moved uh, six blocks and I had to switch lifetime zones. <laughs> I had to go into Cambrian North. And so then uh, we were fortunate enough to kind of take over. Nickel District had been successful for a series of years. And the year that we I moved, we were we beat Nickel in double knockout in the final. Did they Sorry. did they film it on TV? Um, you you mentioned there like in one of your final matches there. How did that work? So C so CBC Championship Five Pin Bowling used to do the finals live. Hmm. So that's 1990. That was in Hamilton. Like for the Open Nationals. For the Open Nationals, they used to do oh. it live. Uh, er, uh, I can't. Uh, Ernie Afghanis. Uh, did the commentary. I can't remember who the other gentleman was. Uh, but yeah, we did it on live sports uh, uh, sports weekend, CBC Sports Weekend Live. So hmm. uh, now I'm showing my, now I'm showing how wearing my hair really is. Not <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was different for me because like, and not making excuses because obviously it is what it is. Um, but like they told you to stop, hold up, wait, because it was live, right? We had production, like there was production stuff. So it was literally like I'm in the second step of my approach kind of thing. And they're like, stop, right? So it's like, uh, so all good, right? Like second best in Canada, you know, you're not going to. Different so, experience. And absolutely. And ironically, I'd been sick all week with, um, I had really bad nerves and I had hives like everywhere on me. And every morning I was going to the doc, uh, to the hospital for a shot of Benadryl because I just couldn't, I couldn't, I had them on my hands. I had them on everywhere. So it was quite funny. Um, that was one of the first times I met Fraser and uh, he came over in between his match and my matches and he sat with me and he just kind of calmed me down and he's like, it's okay. You'll be okay. Just don't, you know, so mm -hmm. um, just a great man all around. Yeah. It, it, it's funny. You know, I, I think if, if I was in that situation and I ended up coming in second, I mean, obviously you want to win, but I, I think it'd be such an honor to be in that position um, and to have that experience that like, I think that experience is almost, almost secondary to winning. Like you must be so proud to have been even in that situation. Absolutely. Yeah. What I, my biggest takeaway from 1990 in Hamilton was I was 19 years old. I had lost that year. I had lost my sister. I had no, you know, I, I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, I lost my sister and I, was able to reacquaintance myself with Fraser because I used to watch Fraser when they came to Sudbury for masters, when they were all one I used to get my mom to drop me off at the bowling alley and I would just sit there and watch all day. Um, but I was able to reacquaintance myself with Fraser. And um, when I moved down here in 2001, 2002, 
Fraser was one of the very first people to reach out to me to say, hey, welcome. You know, we're really excited to have you down here. Or I'm really excited to have you down here. And uh, yeah, it just, you know what, uh, such an amazing man. And just, you know, I'm so grateful to have been able to call him friend. Yeah. So, but yeah, always, always there. He is Lux. definitely one of the people that I really regret never getting the opportunity to actually meet. Everything absolutely. you hear about that man is that he was an absolutely fantastic person on the lanes and off. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm disappointed I never got to meet him. That's for sure. Yeah. Him and Sid Morris are, are the two men that I just absolutely adore. Um, they are great. Sid did so much for the game, um, both sponsorship-wise and, and everything. So, um, yeah. The, those two men just were amazing and they really they really welcomed not that anybody else didn't but they really welcomed me down and uh i was i was grateful to have them as friends when i when i first came down i'm sure the answer is yes but has anybody ever done a you know documentary or something on fraser on his career i mean his applications to the 05 hall of fame it'd be cool to be to see some of those again. I don't know, Tim, you you know all the websites like that. Is there biographies of Fraser? I, I, the 05 has done, like, uh, like obviously a bio on that, but, like, as for, like, a video tribute and stuff like that, not, not a, like, a whole lot, right? Um, I mean, there, there's a Facebook pay, uh, group, right, for his, and they share yeah. stories and whatnot. Yeah. But um, if you ever have a chance to go and follow it, it it's, it's incredible the police story about him with that policeman or whatever they got, they got shot yeah. and, yeah. And, and, and Fraser was there. It was absolutely just an incredible story about uh, Fraser, the man, right? Um, he just, it was a genuine guy. I, I met him are, once. I met him once R in 2014. Yeah. So that RCMP officer actually like reached out and found it. And he, I think he was in that tribute group too. And yeah, he and did talked yeah. about it. It was amazing. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah. I met Fraser once, right? And uh, and he treated like it didn't matter if he just met you once or whatever. He treated you like a um, like a an incredible human being, right? So pretty cool. Yeah, I'm well, I'm not sure, Brett, if we can do that for you, but we will. Sure. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I mean I I don't know enough about Fraser. I may have met, but unfortunately, you know, younger at the time. If I did, yeah. I won't recollect. But um, you know, we're we're not privy to that here in Western Canada. We have our own greatest of all times here. You know, that, that debate that happens, right? Maybe the Bruce or the, or the Fraser. Um, yeah. We're biased to that situation because we, we saw firsthand some of the success, but absolutely Fraser based off of the resume. Could so, be that. so Fraser was voted uh, the number one player of all time. And uh, you know, his bowling resume is, amazing like I, I don't think anybody will ever touch it but Fraser is a person like mm -hmm. you said but he was so humble like you wouldn't know how good he was like he he wasn't boastful he wasn't rightful he always um the one year in the open my boy got to play on a team with him and like he said that you know what it was like the best thing that had ever happened to him up to that point in his career. And he said, just a chance to bowl on a team with him and have him constantly there being a supporter and encouraging and whatever. And it didn't, like I said, it didn't matter how good or 
whatever he was, he was never that person to go, oh, me, 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 right? It was always yeah. team, team, team. So I think that's, that's common across the greatest players. Like Bruce is the exact same way. Um, those people that stand heads and tails above everybody else, they they embrace it. They don't and, uh, yeah. flaunt right. it, right? You know, Right, some of these you know, all-time great names that we have that we throw around too. You're right. You know, Gino yeah. can talk to anybody, whether yeah. <laughs> whether that person wants to hear it or not. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, you're exactly right. They're super easy going. They're easy to talk to, and I think they're even better people off the lanes than they are on the lanes. And that's uh, although it's, common it's sort of like politics. It doesn't really matter about Western Canada thinks who the who who wins. It's all about the East is going to win anyways, right? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You throw these names around too. So when I was a kid coming out, Bruce and Gino and all these guys were around too. So I got to watch them play. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I was always very observant and I took it all in and I was like a sponge because all I wanted to do was learn and how to be better and how to be a better person on and off the lanes and whatever. And, you know, honestly and truly watching Bruce play, watching Gino play, watching Diane Violini, like when I got one of my first years playing, I had to bowl against her. I think I came out the second frame. Like I was literally like, this is Diane Violini, right? Like, and it was, it was crazy. And, but you know, as I got a little bit older and a little bit more confident in my own abilities, you know, things change, but you know, there are names in the game that you just, they come like Sandy Anderson's, you know, I, yeah. I knew her as Sandy Coghill, right? All those girls from Manitoba, right? Like I, I, came through with them when they were the dy dynasty that they were and and to play against them in the open in the masters like you knew you were in for a match when you were going up against them and if you didn't bring your a game you were you were done right yeah. let's but, uh, let's, go masters. let's go masters competition because we talked to open we talked to some of these let's um how about how about qualifying for the for masters competitions so uh, start again up, up in northern and then move down to the Simcoe area so so northern is a little bit different because you played uh master bantam master junior midwinter blues and then you played uh year end so i think it was 22 games you could drop maybe not you might have been able to drop six i can't remember but uh so basically 22 games um, by the time all was said and done to qualify your top. So the first year I played Masters, this um, this is a little funny. So I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to give back. I wanted to be a teaching master so I could work with the kids in the YBC program. I didn't understand the logistics of the Masters. So I went in as a teaching master with a 240-250 average coming out of YBC, shot plus 565 for the year. <laughs> would have won tournament singles wow. but because i only played as a teaching master i didn't pay the extra money i ended up going uh, teaching singles with the team and ironically won a silver in teaching masters as well out in edmonton um so that was that was kind of fun that was a mistake i would never ever make again on purpose <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. Don't get me wrong. Totally. It was a great, great experience again. And to do what I did on 255 plus at the time, I was like so grateful. Um, then the next year we played tournament in uh, Winnipeg and uh, I made tournament ladies. Um, and then I played a few years on the tournament ladies team at Northern Ontario. And then the last year I qualified, it was for Newfoundland in mid nineties. And I had to make the choice of a life. I ended up having to withdraw in July for the July event. And my mom ended up passing away two weeks later. So in my, in hindsight, I made the right choice not going, um, but it was a very expensive, unfortunately a very expensive choice for the province because they ended up having to fly someone out from a different part of the province. So it was, it was difficult. Um, but like my mom was my coach, my mom was everything to me. So, um, that was really, really hard. And, um, all that my mom ever wanted was to come to Newfoundland. So that mm. was, that was the win, but unfortunately she was in the hospital and couldn't go. So. He can't handle the chat. I know, Kathy. No, I I like the stories. I just sorry, I'm the chat's killing me here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Kathy, you absolutely did make the right choice. I mean, at the end of the day, family is everything, and um, bowl, bowling is great. And bowling is like, a, like you said earlier, like a chosen family. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, in those situations, I think you absolutely made the right choice. It was it was hard. Um, the year that I moved zones for the open in 92, my mom was sick the first time and uh, she kicked me out of her hospital room. She mm -hmm. was on a ventilator because she had cardiomyopathy and she wrote on the whiteboard to tell the doctor to kick me out because I had to go bowling and it was open qualifying. And I was like, I'm not leaving. And she was like, get out, get out. I still have the whiteboard, right? Get out, get out. So I bowled 19 games in three frames, qualified on the ladies' team, and missed singles by 100. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, And then, ironically, mom got better. And so I was like, thank God I didn't not play because she yeah. would have she would have kicked my ass. My, my <laughs> language she kicked my ass from here to kingdom come, right? <laughs> so so Kathy I know you you've won uh when you went finally went down to southern Ontario uh you won your masters nationals with the ladies tournament ladies <laughs> and you won your open nationals uh I know you beat the Winnipeg ladies in 2000 um which one was more meaningful to you um so masters was always elusive to me mm -hmm. um I don't know why. Um, just um, I stopped playing Masters out of Northern Ontario for a while, but um, both great teams. Um, the team from Northern Ontario, we were finally able to get six players that played as a team. Mm -hmm. and, and no disrespect to any other team, but we were six people there that had one silver, five out of six that had one silver the year before. And right. was not going to let that happen, or was going to try our best not to let that happen again. So um, it, it was mindset, it was friends, it was whatever. Um, 
when I moved to Southern Ontario and I played the Ontario Masters my first year um, and qualified on the team, uh, there was Carol Jordan, Carol McDonald, Connie okay. Ward, Brenda Pankoff, Jody Craig, <laughs> and myself. <laughs> and I, I, I just, the whole thing is like a blur kind of thing. Um, but I just thought, you know what, if you're going to bowl like shit and, and still win gold, I'd be a weak link on that team any day. Not that, not that I was, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, it was, it was good. And I'm friends with all of them. So that made it a little bit different too. Connie and I won YBC nationals the same year, 1980 in London. So I've known Connie for like 41 years. I've known Brenda for a lot of years, Jody for a lot of years through TSN and open and stuff like that. So a lot of these ladies I knew already from competing in different events. That was a yeah, great question. Awesome. That was a really good question. Thank you. <laughs> it is a good um, – we've asked that lots of times. Which do you prefer playing, the Open or the Masters? And I think you just said there because of the Open, the, the extra I like play. The I like the – not necessarily for the um, – not necessarily for the extra player. I like the Open because – and don't – what was that saying at the beginning of the show? Views on this show are taken are the person's opinion. Yeah. So no opinions like, are related to I, the I love masters. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I still play. So whatever. But totally. masters, you can sign up and play. The open can be anybody, right? So you. So the open, in my opinion, you're getting for certain zones you're getting the best quality players out to play because they don't have to make a commitment to the whole year so whereas a master is like okay so say hypothetically right now in certain provinces you have seven ladies that play tournament masters yeah so basically you throw your money in your hat and and one person doesn't make it so it's like a club and and not again i love masters and whatever but like depending on where you are in the in the world and in the provinces right it's more competitive like alberta is very competitive ontario's fairly competitive but like you have places that you know not everybody yeah. plays tournament masters not everybody plays so it's I, I i like the open um i like the format i like the people i like yeah it's it seems like a lot of people in Northern Ontario make that choice, honestly. Um, especially on the men's side, there's a lot of men that choose to never play Masters and only play the Open and stuff like that. I mean, like Greg DeGrazia, Taylor Michelle, you know, yeah. Wes, all those guys, they they uh, they never play Masters. And, and that makes a lot of sense. It is definitely a, a much larger commitment. I don't know how often you guys are, where all your events are. Travel. Yeah, travel in Northern Ontario has got to be super th th Thunder Bay to Timmins is a long time. For those that, guys. So, so in 92, I was pregnant for the boys. I traveled 22 hours in a time zone. So not oh, only geez. did I travel almost a full day, I, I had lost an hour on my way out. Yeah. Probably we, traveled over, we traveled over daylight, uh, the the time yeah. zone. Yeah. 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 So there's people obviously talking in the chat about the Masters Open thing. There's always going to be that uh, where one people are one-sided compared to the other. 
um, a lot of the open for some of the provinces have unfortunately have weaker zones where you have two or three really good players in that zone and it's hard to make it to a national out of that zone yes. so it it's harder um, to be an open player that way when you're in a zone like that where right. masters you pay your money and you get to compete against everybody and you can show how good you are and make it right so an, an all-star team out of the open like quebec does is obviously a, a great solution to avoid that whole thing but you don't get to play with your local players and compete in your zone and stuff like that i think they yeah. both have great qualities that's for sure so part of the thing when i was in northern ontario too which was hard because i had young children was you actually have to sign a commitment to the bowling center to go out and coach whether you're a tournament or a teaching master right for the proprietor to sign your papers you have to make a commitment to coaching right so so depending on who you are and if you work shift work or if you work anything you have to make that commitment to the kids which in some aspects, that is a teaching arm of bowling. Is your uh -huh. is your teaching masters or your tournament masters that wish to work with the kids? Um, we we have we sort of have that here. We had to in a way where the pro proprietors have to uh, endorse anymore, endorse the master. Um, yeah, but 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 they don't. We don't. They don't follow. Through. And, and, and tournament direct. Yeah, and tournament directors can. Um, endorse and whatnot as well. The the biggest issue that we have is that nowadays we have so many players for you know teaching masters and whatnot, and there's there's simply just not enough YBC to go around. And and if you forced every one of those masters to play, it's almost or to coach, it's almost detrimental to a point where you know you'd have to be rotating coaches in and out on a weekend in order to actually get them in to get their time in now are the kids getting consistent coaching are they hearing the same things like th there's a lot of logistics involved with that so um in alberta it's it's not as not as good as it should be i wish more teach or sorry more tournament masters coached but um it it, it kind of is what it is i yeah. that's an interesting point dexter i've never heard that side before where you just said there's too many masters and not enough YBC or enough places to go. I've never, um, but you're you're right. Um, you know, if you have all of them out there coaching in a sure park, you're right. You're not going to have 30 guys playing a sure coaching a sure park. Exactly. Have, so there's got to be some consolation or some sacrifice that maybe that rule can't be as enforced as it is. So yeah. that's interesting. Maybe, I've never thought maybe, about maybe, that. Maybe maybe five pin bowling coach .ca or something like that. Right? We, we, we don't know. <laughs> Another coach, another just talk later on. Um, before we start, we're going to get into uh, what's my score here. Um, Terry, before I forget, did you send a link to those? I, I will, I will, yeah. Okay. If you send it to them, then we can queue them up. We're not ready to go there yet. But um, before we finish, uh, the Masters conversation here, Kathy, something you said about a ring and a doubles champion with oh. partners. Yes. <laughs> but, yes. That, that stood out to me when you on the bio. Tell us more about that. So when I moved to Southern Ontario, I told you that a couple of people may, really made me feel welcome. So Sid Morris, um, who I think, would you guys know who he is or of him? No. Okay. So Sid was a big sponsor of Five Pin Bowling right across Ontario. He sponsored the Open, all kinds of things. So when I moved down here, 
he came to me and asked me about bowling and if I was going to bowl the open and if I was going to bowl masters and whatever. And I said, well, I don't really know. And he says, well, the masters have a doubles. Would you like to play with me? I'm like, sure, absolutely. Right. I, no problem. So we play this tournament. I, I'm playing as a master as well. My first year, first tournament. And uh, here, 74-year-old Sid is running out shots, like mm -hmm. when we got into the elimination playdown. So we qualify, get into the elimination playdowns. He starts. So whenever I would have a bad game, he seemed to pull it up. So it's a scratch handicap, pins over average to combine. Okay. So anyway, I'm having a tough go. I'm punching, punching, punching. So he's going strike, strike, strike. So by one time he's on four in a row and he's like running two, two lanes by. <laughs> I had no idea that Sid had never won his ring for the Masters. So had I known, I probably would have sucked even more. But uh, <laughs> So my very first event, I won my Masters ring with Sid. And, and I think it was, I think we won $1,500 or something like that for the event. Um, so then at that point he said to me, okay, you're not, not playing like you're, you're playing. So it was so great. And of course, Sid's son, Sean is a really good player as well. Um, he played back in the day. He still plays. Um, and he was a little chirpy in the background. So I turned around and smiled and said, well, at least I picked the right Morris to play with. <laughs> Yeah. So and and this is my debut in Southern Ontario, right? So so it was a lot of fun. So it was like getting the monkey off my back. Mm -hmm. I got I got my ring. I got my win. I was good. I was happy, and and I did it with Sid. So and, you know what? That yeah. was that was it. That's the cool thing is like you said. You know, having somebody you know older and taking on um, you know yourself as a partner to come on in, let's play. You're you're playing. Yeah. That's a cool yeah. start. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that's one day, that's one thing I'll never, you know, it fills my heart. And I just, I have memories of that. It, like, yeah. It's just uh, unbelievable. I like the idea of the rings. Do, does Masters all across the country do rings or, or just Ontario? We've heard that a couple. Does Alberta do any rings, guys? No, but I really wish they would. Yeah, they should I go really retroactive for, for singles, I think. Yeah. Tim, Tim, Tim wants to look like Tom Brady out there. Yeah. Uh, I know BC does and Ontario does. I don't know if any others do. We had rings made when we won nationals for the Open as well from Northern Ontario. So it's like a Justin school ring. And uh, the men won in 99. And they had the males done and they were so sharp. So when the women went back the following year, they won, and uh, we had them made, and they're really, really nice. Actually, I think um, Bob Osborne actually replicated the men's ring from similar to what Northern Ontario men had done for his yeah. team. So yeah, that was 2013. We don't talk about that, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of respect for Bobby. Um, it's, it's a bird, it's a bird a sore point. No, <laughs> honestly, not at all. Uh, that yeah. was the one time that I was like quite okay with coming in second. It was awesome watching them celebrate. So you know what? My, you know that saying, "My house," right? In my house. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah Flow rider. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> can, can we make a commitment, a national commitment, here, friends? That we need to make sure we bring back rings. Whether yeah. it's 
Open nationals, open provincials, uh, masters, national game, perfect game. Yeah, maybe WCBC we need to bring in rings for the winners of the tournaments. Like each tournament yeah. needs a ring. We so, need a sponsor for the ring for every WCBT event and the tour finals, or just the tour finals. I don't know. Let's let's bring back rings. There's my. I agree. I think the tour finals one should be huge, but you know the the you open uh, uh, the C five does their their watch, and I actually we'll happen to have it. it here because we were talking about this during um right it was during poker do you Piping know universe does not condone illegal gambling <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you but, know uh, i think i think a ring would be way better i'd be way more willing to wear a ring uh than the watch that oh, the, the watch is a great idea everybody no, I, I, rings. I like you know the watch I, don't get me wrong i like the ring better do you know what they, they just should spend for, more money on the for, watch for years uh, for years for yeah, DPC, yeah i wanted to do a, a jacket like the like the masters the win the winner gets a jacket like the masters yeah. collingwood yeah. used to give out that big jacket gino has one no like like the masters yeah, now, jacket. now we give out a shirt no TPC. thank you bpg well, yeah yeah. I always give out the shirt or the jacket no, for the TPC. Like a jacket, like, like a, like a, like a blazer. Guys, we're losing focus here. We're <laughs> <laughs> we rings. We're bringing back rings. We didn't go into a debate of what everybody was okay, doing. If, if Daryl brings up ring one more time, that's a drink for the, he, for the viewers. He doesn't, he doesn't give a shit if we like anything else. The only thing he cares about is a ring. Just no, no, rings. Ring, ring rhymes with ding. So that's a drink, guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Lenny yeah. on that. A nice robe like the dude or something right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right who wants to play a game we're we're waiting one minute for our guests they okay. are switching to a different sure. device yeah that, well, we've, uh, we've called in a couple of guests and again regular uh, contributors we chirped at him i know i know annoyed bowling fan guy whatever his name is of the week <laughs> But he'll be really excited to see his hero up there <laughs> playing this game. Yeah. Is it? Um, is everybody in the, in the who comments? Is who is annoyed bowling fan? We don't know. Nobody knows. We, we never know. We never know. We Nobody did, knows. We, we know who he, his favorite. He might, if, if you look, if you look at the chat closely, he might have slipped up today. That's, so you go. <laughs> So do your homework, guys. Um, so our guests are in the back room, but I'm not sure if they're fully Are they fully clothed? It's yeah, I don't know champ yet. Champagne <laughs> showers. Champagne showers? <laughs> Ooh, I just added an extra one. I just added an extra one. So people in the fan in the comments, if you want to play along and if you feel like you can answer the question quicker than anybody else there, yeah, and um, then we might have something prizes too. How, how many? How, how is anybody drinking tonight? How many drinks are you guys in? They uh, gotta be like ridiculous. It's playing along. I've been smiling pretty much the whole time at chat because it's getting bad, but. Hold on, I just I just need to share something here. For, oh, Tracy uh, Smith loves me. There you go. There you go. Everybody drink. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie, do you mind do you mind throwing that picture up there so that annoyed five pin universe has to or annoyed five pin guy has to crap his pants? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever made an appearance. 
that is that is a written agreement. <laughs> oh, a bottle of wine and six beers. That's pretty good, Cindy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're off on this tangent, Kathy. I apologize. No, it's hey, it's all good. It's St. Patrick's Day, right? This is what Kathy. <laughs> yes, this is what Kathy uh, ex probably expected, right? So. Wow, yes, birthday too. Drink, drink. You know what? <laughs> while, while, while we're maybe while we're no, they're up there coming. Uh, mm -hmm. Here we go. There we go. Hey guys. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> Technical difficulties. We we yeah. have it with older people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, DB. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> Mr. Mark Johnson, Ben Baldwin, Johnny was uh, informed that today at the BPG office, packing some boxes and uh, wearing his green outfit. So, yeah, well I put the um, the uh, St. Patty's Day Chris Farley on for today. <laughs> All right, we got to get you. If you win the prize, Mark, we don't have to ship it there. So that's a nice thing. <laughs> I'm not so honestly, I've shipped enough stuff. Yeah. Everybody I'm have, still uh, waiting for my shirt. Oh, where's Kathy's shirt? Right? We would have shipped it. We'll I check wanted the track. a long time for what's my score. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, I love that you waited to come on to podcast to call us out. <laughs> I'm going to swap it out, send you money to change for a hat. <laughs> did somebody tell me when I didn't do it, or did somebody not tell no, me? No, that's all, that's all my bad. I'm going to swap it out for a hat anyway. I'm going to pay the that, difference. That sounds that sounds way better. We'll we'll yeah. do that for you, Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Send Mark an email. I need more hats, right? Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, my score. So, contestants, do we know how what's my score works? Yes, Kathy, do you have a question, or are you just putting your hand in front? No, of I'm just making sure I'm in front of my because <laughs> the other day I was like way over here. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Mark and Jen, I hope you're playing separately, not together. No, we have our own. I have like a, a clipboard okay. with scores. I'm ready. So just. Right off the top, what's the maximum score here and what's my score? 135. Kathy's going to win this game. I got confidence. <laughs> She's reigning champion. Yeah. I am. So we, we'll, eighth, ninth, and tenth frame, and I'll try to say it nice and clearly. Um, and you'll raise your hand in front of the camera, and the first one to three wins. Okay? <laughs> here we go. 12, miss, miss. Double chop cherry. Oh, Kathy. Sixty-five. Yeah. Eighty-three. No. Should I do this again? Anybody other guesses? We got time. Anybody in the comments? This is now goes to the comments. Eighty-one. 
70? 12, miss, Eight, miss. 85. Double oh, chop, cherry. 80, 80. Cherry three pin or corner pin? Cherry the three pin. Oh. 12, miss, miss. Double chop, cherry. 28. 90. 70. Oh, I have bad math here. 67. 80. 80. 80. 80. 80. I forgot the second strike in the double. Shit. Uh, 80? 80 is the win. Sorry, team. <laughs> I said 81. You know what? I think I think you had too many pops there. Steve Green size. Everybody thinks it's 60. So yeah, there's like look at 67, 67, in these six, 69. I feel like they threw out 69 just for fun. Okay, so Kathy gets one. Okay, next up. Ready? Left corner, spare. Left corner, miss, deuce. Strike, chop, cherry. Kathy. 81. Oh. Negative. 71. Tim gets it with a 71. Tim is on the board. Well done. Yeah. 71. Yeah. yeah. Don't got it. Well done. I'm not good at math. I need an Excel document. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make one. <laughs> Ryan O'Callaghan, you're one up on annoyed five-pin bowling guy, if you case you guys were having a side. An annoyed five-pin guy is just shitting his pants right now. <laughs> he's, he's busy. <laughs> Next up. Head pin, five, two, strike, split, deuce, deuce. Yeah. Kathy. 49. 49 is correct. Oh, I'm bad at this. <laughs> yeah. Cherry, for anybody wondering, cherries in the West, we call that a you're cherrying a three pin. Mike, uh, Mike, you had an issue last week, no matter what. Um, I'm not really too worried about you, bud. <laughs> 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 All right. Next one. Triple chop cherry. Dexter. Is it 111? 111, Dexter. It's not one. It's not one eleven. Sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> Purple top cherry. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Twenty three. No 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 no. Yes yes. Eighty five twenty five is one ten and thirteen is one twenty three. <laughs> Eighty five and twenty eight is one thirteen. Forty five eighty five one thirteen. 98. Tim Hooper. No, Cindy gets it first with a win 13. Cindy in the crowd. So <laughs> I set you up. We're not good at this game, guys. Wow. No, 113. Cindy's on the board. Close. Okay. Oh, that was good. And she's a, and she's a bottle and six beers deep. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Next one. It's like I need a box there. Triple cherry cherry. Mm. 
So ninety nine. Mark and Jen, we're looking for them to get on the board. Let's leave. Let's leave them up on the on the on the screen. Oh my god. Uh, Triple no. cherry cherry. Ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think tonight. I don't got it. <laughs> you don't got it. Yeah. Triple cherry cherry. Well done, Nathan yeah. Cooper. You're a close tie to Jen Baldwin. Well done. Okay. Five spare. Chop off. Deuce three. Triple. Dexter. Eighty-five. Hang on. Hang on. I better. 85 is correct. I had to. <laughs> okay. I, I'm trying to work the video here. <laughs> We're having technical difficulties, apparently. <laughs> okay. Double, right corner, spare, five. Kathy. 78. Oh. No. Double, right corner, spare, five count. 98? 103. 30? 90, 98? No. Nathan Cooper gets it. 100. <laughs> it's, it's definitely 93. 93. It is definitely 93. Nathan Cooper, well done. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Head pin, 5-5. Five, five. Strike, head pin three three. Kathy, forty nine. Yeah. <laughs> carry, carry the three. We're right with the forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy's the winner. Oh man! Oh, my brain's turning. Go, Kathy. Head. That's hard. I wasn't allowed to use computers when I was growing up with I had to manual mark. Good job. Wow, we, uh, you, you earned that free merch this time, Kathy. <laughs> well done. Maybe I'll send you postage and you can send it to me. <laughs> no, we'll we'll definitely send it this time. That is 100 my fault. I'm you just got up there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We had some good, uh, yeah, sorry, Ryan, that was the next one. Yeah. <laughs> I want my $2 back. No. <laughs> Jen, Mark, thanks for playing. Everything okay in your world these days? What's going on there, Jen? We're good, yeah. Ready to get back to bowling. Been lots of meetings and courses and chats with Tim. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing a lot of courses for me, so that's good. Well, that's good enough. well thanks and for joining me. us. Thanks yeah. for joining Thanks for us. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Kick them out of here. <laughs> see ya. Fun guys. guys. Kathy, Kathy probably could have ran away with the score there, but we slowed her down a little bit. You guys are mean. We we need to uh, I think we need to proof these scores before we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. maybe not making them ten minutes before. We need a bunch of old score sheets. Hey, if anybody's got some old score sheets, let's send them in to Carrie. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Um <laughs> has a really good question here. Um, Carrie, should we tell her how to buy merch? Oh, for sure. So let's uh let's pull that bad boy up here. So you can use store.com. Or sorry, yeah, store.fivepinuniverse.ca, and uh, 
purchase any of our merch there. We got some uh, cool signed pictures from a celebrity as well that you might want to pick up. You might want to <laughs> purchase it with something else so you don't have to pay uh, an exorbitant shipping amount. But uh, but apparently you get a free BPG mouse pad. Mouse pad. But you don't know what we're going to get from BPG. Could be a mouse pad, could be hand sanitizer, maybe some sunglasses. Who knows what you're going to get? That's the fun of it, right? It's just going to be. <laughs> you know, all I know is it's better than whatever picture you get. Yeah. And, and what what's better right now? You guys are just wasted. Just have some really good purchases right now while you guys are not drinking. You so, will yeah. not regret it. Next week when you get it, don't look at your credit card statements. It's obviously fun. you know percentage of the proceeds we are donating back into bowling related charities. Obviously, we'll you know manage that throughout the year. If, you know, get some funds in the kitty and something worthwhile to support. We're we're into it, um, and really the, the the proceeds of the merchandise is just going to go and help fund Five Pin Universe for the more things that we can do, documentaries, videos, production equipment. Um, all that stuff really just to ultimately support the game of five pin bowling. So there's my serious face. Please support five pin universe. Uh, go to the store dot five pin universe dot ca. Yes. Right on. Um, obviously, like like Daryl said, everything we we do is going back into the game. Um, yeah. None of us have taken any cuts of any of this money. It goes back into either equipment or directly related to bowling somehow, the, some way. So the only thing I've gotten from doing this. Is this 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 mic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but it's improved the podcast by miles. So absolutely good investment. Good investment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we move on to the next topic, um, I just want to give everybody a heads up. We we will be giving away um some all-star merch as well. So uh, you have to be somebody commenting in the chat. I know there's lots of people watching, but not everybody's commenting. At least through one comment in there, and then you'll be added to the draw. Yeah. I don't know what to comment on. Say where you're listening or watching from. Maybe yeah. uh, Simcoe or you're in you know, Thunder Bay or you wherever you are. If that's an easy answer, just to get a comment in there. When are, when are we doing this draw, Kerry? Um, we're going to do it at the end. I'm not sure if you can pull everybody's name or if I'm just going to close my eyes and pick somebody. We'll see. We'll see how can, we figure Tori, this out. Can you see who's in the chat? Like who's here? Not really. Um, Facebook isn't oh, the no, greatest. I, I, I don't know how to do that. I want to call out my sisters because if they're not watching, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> I I have three of them that should be watching right now. Acknowledge yourselves, sisters. I'm one. I'm sister number one. I'm sister number two. Yeah, I'm there we go. Looking sister. I'm whatever sort of thing. <laughs> I I, uh, I love Cindy's comment here. If it's Mitch Davies merch, I don't want tot. Is that because <clears throat> is that because he's basically a tot? He's <laughs> he's tall as a tot. <laughs> <laughs> little kidding kindergartner. Is that what this is? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, All right, we're gonna get back on the rails here on <laughs> and uh, some coaching topics. But um, Nathan Cooper has, a, as mentioned, obviously a memory with Kathy chatting with David Michael until the wee hours of the boarding school. Um, Kathy, maybe you can, if you remember that at all, great. If not, that's fine. That's just a great memory of Nathan. Um, if anybody else has in the comments any questions that they want to throw into to Kathy, um, happy to ask them. 
when appropriate. Um, and, and we'll go there. So, Kathy, let's switch over to TSN and CBC, some of that qualifying and some of those, you know, TV events. Um, tell us some of those uh, experiences, if you don't mind. They were all amazing. Like, I so wish we still had those things today for even the next generation. Um, I was fortunate enough. Um, back in the day, they gave our singles championships, champions seeds into the provincial round for TSN and CBC. So I didn't have to actually house qualify until like my third or fourth time I qualified. So I won singles for the open. So I got a seed into TSN to play. So it didn't really cost me anything to play. Uh, the first year um, I was extremely pregnant with twins. Um, I played Anna Swartzman. Then I played, oh boy. Um, and then I lost to Ann Norris from Alberta in the semifinals. Um, and then this, oh no, sorry. That's not true. I take that back. First year I played Sandy Anderson in the first match. Then I lost to Ann Norris in the semifinals. I won 26-75 uh, for a couple games, three games. Um, the following year I went back very skinny without extra baggage. Um, and I played Anna Swartzman from Ontario in my first match. And I just thought, you know, there's just I got to be on my best game. Uh, luckily got by that one, 6-4, and went on to win. Uh, played uh, Shirley Welling from Newfoundland in the final. Just a wonderful, wonderful lady um, and uh, was successful. Um, and that was my mom's birthday. So I have, it's very funny that I have very important yeah. things on significant dates. So that was my mom's birthday. Um, so that was kind of for her. Um, and then I went back the year after as defending champion. I won my first match. And then uh, <laughs> I know she's in the chat somewhere. Uh, Tracy, Sl I might as well have lost. I've never lost in a preliminary match, but that year I might as well have because Tracy went 10-0 against me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but again, couldn't help but lose couldn't be sad to lose to a nicer person. But that's why oh, she yeah. says she enjoyed our match. She yeah, of course. Because she's like, she <laughs> no, no in all, like in all fairness, um, yeah. you know, matches won, matches lost. I'm very fortunate to um, have played against amazing talent and brilliant ladies. And, you know, on and off the lanes, there's such a respect um, and, and literally, right. It, it's one of those things. If I had to lose to someone that was the person that I'm okay losing to, right. Like, cool. and trust me, there are a lot of people out there that I'm not content losing to, but you know, it's one of those, those things and it happens. And, and she was sorry, she ended up winning and in fairness that she was throwing a ball that day that was lights out. So there was, there was no stopping her. I think it's, a neat use when you're pregnant. Um, how many times we've had that lately that ladies are severely pregnant, in other words, severely or very, you know, <laughs> right? and they're and they're bowling at that at their height. It's um, I, I hold four, I still hold four records, and every one of them are when I was pregnant. 
either with my boys or, or our boys or my daughter, our daughter. Hmm. I think it's because you have to take care of yourself better, right? Like you have to sleep, you have to rest, you have to, you have to eat properly. You're, you know, you're more, I was more stable at the line because I was the size of a truck, right? Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was big. I have, uh, yeah, I have the TSM picture where I look like literally, you know, and that was, the boys weren't born until November and we taped in August. So there was still, still things to go. I think there's another opportunity for a documentary. Being pregnant and bowling? Yeah, pregnant ladies, success stories. I, you know, so I, uh, there was a lot of ridicule back in those days that they really weren't wanting pregnant women to play because it was sponsored by a liquor. Oh, so there was about four of us in a period of three years that were all expecting. And um, I remember getting a phone call because I would have been for my second trip with my daughter. Um, I would have been not literally nine months pregnant playing TSN and, uh, I got a phone call and they were like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, good. I'm at the hospital. And they're like, Oh, are you okay? And I'm like, Oh, I just gave birth. Oh, Oh, good. You know, kind of thing. Like not that they were going to tell me not to play, but you know, there, you could tell that there was some, and, and that would have been, I would have been like number five in a certain, like my kids are 20 months apart. So, but But it was a wonderful experience, and, and the sponsors like Hiram Walkers, uh, Dennis Stokes, you know from Hiram Walkers, VP Mar- Media Marketing Management, you know he was he was so great, and, and to chit chat with, and to have a few beverages with, and you know to go check out his Jag in the parking lot, you know it was all good. It was all good, right? Yeah, mm. it's, it's definitely something that we've missed, you know, for the last number of years. Is is that? Right. You guys are you guys are doing a really great job, like with your with your matches and stuff. Like, because I'll be honest, I love watching bowling. Um, I watched the boys from the nest when they were playing. Like, I was I had it hooked up to my TV and I was watching. You know, I was skimming through and and it's good. I almost got motivation this year to play um, a little bit better after watching Dexter bowl as four hundred. <laughs> I went out bowling that night and thought, oh, yes, and then I was like, no. <laughs> like it was, I was close, you know. I, 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 doubled, I doubled it, but it, you know, it took me two games to get what you shot, shot in one. But it's 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 good to watch. Like it's yeah. good, really. you, you were on a ten bagger or something, and and you just lost focus or what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, just a little lazy shot, little lazy. That's all. <laughs> Right. Anyways, that, I mean, that's something that, yes, the 5PNU is working at bringing back, even as far as WCBT, to be honest with you, with live streaming and filming the qualifying rounds. <laughs> My day. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it gives people the practice of playing under the camera with it behind them in a competitive environment. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. And then for the pro team league game or the WCBT tour finals, all these things. Right. So. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, whether it's yeah. going to be, Tim. Oh no, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Whether whether it's going to be TSN or CBC or YouTube or Facebook or whatever it is, it's still under the lights of the camera. Tim. Yeah. Correct. I was just. I mean, sure, people could drink. To be honest with you, I just. <laughs> but but in, in all fairness, moving on to the CBC portion, 
Um, I think Dexter might have it ready and queued up here. Um, was the 99? I can pull it up here. Okay, was in 1995. Uh, you. People don't realize the CBCs back in the day. You had to play against men, right? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and I and I didn't realize this either. Um, which is fine. Which is fine, yeah. Um, and I actually never, honestly, never got to watch you play until I we pulled up the the YouTube video. Um, you actually throw a really aggressive ball. Uh, <laughs> uh, super, super impressed with it. Um, can you can you kind of tell us what you were thinking? Go. I, I'll be honest. With you you got ripped uh, ripped in this match. To be honest, with you. you got you got ripped on a corner, and you got ripped on nine in, in a, on a left corner. Uh, well, yeah, on a left corner, I think too, right? So, um, oh, playing Jeff Bourne too. Yeah, playing Jeff Bourne, yeah. I don't think I've seen this. Yeah, this is, this is Nick Patterson's YouTube video. Yes. Well, look at that focused, Kathy. Oh yeah. She had to, oh. just. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely roasted on that. What did you think of that? Those are my two sisters that should be in the chat somewhere. <laughs> oh, you would have been, I'd be steaming right there. I just got absolutely ripped. You're right, though, Deck. I mean, not having seen the play, you do throw a very strong, heavy ball. Do you still bowl as aggressively now, Kathy? No, no, nowhere near. This, this yeah. was the old. This sorry, this was the old Roxy, wasn't it? Down in Winnipeg. Upstairs, yeah. Upstairs at the Roxy. Now, do you still what what type of bowling ball do you play with? So I have a pair of. Uh, uh, vipers for uh, three, three and seven eighths for ten, for four eight, four ten, and then I have a pair of uh, twisters. Okay. And uh, yeah, the, uh, black, white, and blue. Red? Okay. Blue. Are those are those like the old scorpions? Kind of. Yes. Yeah, they were the scorpion twisters. Yeah, I, bu I bought a new set. Um, so with my grip, I had to go down to a four and three quarter. So I have an old set of twisters or sidewinders, whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. So I my grip is better. So I went to a four and seven eighths of the same style ball because I like to see how my ball rolls. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that's an advantage and a disadvantage of having you know stripes on your bowling ball. Is that you know so, some people it really helps and they can. Uh, well, that's quite the video of the kickback. Right. Um, it, definitely, <laughs> it definitely helps some people so that they can be more aware of what the rotation is. And then it can, it can be a detriment to people if they're trying to focus on their rev rates and stuff like that. And, oh, I pushed that one or I pulled that one. And as long as it doesn't become like, you know, as the sole focus of your shot, I think it's a, definitely a major tool that you could use that not a lot of people use enough, honestly. So if you watch this match closely, two out of three of these strikes he skipped. Like yeah, he bounces it just before the foul line. Sure, that's yeah. signature Jeff Bourne a little bit, isn't it? Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeff, Jeff was notorious for laying the ball down a little bit earlier, getting sure. that little bounce. Yeah. If so, if you go ahead, Kathy. No, you go ahead. 
if you list, yeah, if you listen to the announcers, they did mention that, right? A couple times you got lucky. Yeah. Uh, um, but it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Uh, you listen to the new TSN stuff and, and all that, the crowd for the, for this CBC was, it, it seemed quite something. It was loud and it was, it was, you can it stop it any time. I lose. <laughs> <laughs> but, Out of respect for you, Kathy, I will. No, uh, no it's it's all good. You know what? <laughs> a little quick on the last shot. That's all. I, you, just, you I, I needed the double in 40, and I was really quick. Did you go you, double and then? No. <laughs> no. Gotcha. No. Yeah, I was just really, really, really quick. Yeah. But you played well, very well. Yeah, what was what was it playing under those crowd though? I mean, the crowd was a lot different in the TSNs. I've, I've I, you know what, it was it was really cool. Um, yeah. It was um, it was a really great experience for me. Obviously, <laughs> um, we played qualifying in Sudbury, where we played five in one house, five in the other, and then we switched. So we played five and five, then we switched five and five. Then they brought the, the top 50% together for the last five. Okay. So what ended up happening is, is I started off in Lively and I had 597 for my first three games. And I went into the bathroom, ladies' bathroom, because there weren't that many ladies. And I had a conversation with myself. And, uh, yeah, needless to say, my hand was a little sore coming out, but we were good. And yeah. uh, my mom was there, and she was like, so I ended up uh, playing exceptionally well the last couple games there. Went over to Azilda, shot almost 1,500 for five to bring me back into contention, then came back. And the guys that were first and second were worried about each other, and I just kind of piggybacked on to them. And then the last game in qualifying, I played amazing. Well, for, for me, I played amazing. I shot three-something. The guy that was in first was so busy watching the guy that was in the next place that I jumped right over him. So, like, he shot, like, two-something. I shot three-something. I jumped over him. And then the guy that was in third actually came hmm. up to come second. So it was it was it was neat because I kind of snuck in and nobody really was paying attention to me because I had a slow start. But I averaged two seventy one in qualifying, even with a crappy start. And I um, my mom was there; she watched the whole thing. And um, ironically, that was the last match. That was the last bowling my mom got to see me do. So when I went out to CBC, I went. With, I asked my sister. Well, originally I had asked my father, but my father's always believed he was my jinx. So um, it was down to okay, I can't make this trip by myself. So I asked my two oldest sisters to come out with me. So we spent the week in Winnipeg, and so every every shot you saw there was a shot for mom, right? Mm -hmm. Like every single one. Um, the the match before I played Lionel Baker from. Uh, BC and uh, I say this is my best loss ever averaging 300 and losing mm -hmm. so I had 319 my first match against Lionel and then 281 against Jeff and, and to a losing cause if I would have played not that it but on paper if I would have played anybody else I would have been into the semifinals yeah sure 
and you know Jeff throwing some big shots there at the end and having a lot of animation too very uncontrolled and respectful but that yeah. does still subconsciously say well boy I yeah gotta- no, I have a lot of respect for him I, yeah. I really do. I knew him through C5 events and masters and stuff. And, and I, there was no, like, I wasn't intimidated by him by any ways. If you watch the beginning, he throws his first strike and uh, one of the director's friends came in and they were talking at the back and he steps off the lane and he says something to whomever, like, can you please keep it down or whatever? And right. got back up on the lane and, and through his ball. And he comes off very animated. And everyone I talked to said, did you not see him? He was like right up in your face. And I'm like, no, I didn't really see that. And it was funny because when I watched the video now, I'm like, yeah, he was. But I, I, like in the moment, I didn't notice, you know. Yeah. I would say there in the end that it was anything out of what yeah. I one of us yeah. would do it to give a, yourself a, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's a few shots that I did the same thing, right? Like that I tight shots. I got down on one knee, and you know the whole bit. Yeah. It's part of the game. And if you can't play it, then don't bother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a question for you, Kathy. You're kind of saying going into the last frame, you got a little quick, and you you pushed the ball to the right. Um, it might be hard to think about it because it was a little while ago, but was Jeff's animation and excitement something to do with you being a little bit quick on the lane because you wanted to get that strike so bad? I, or... I, I think you're right. Yeah, I, I, like I knew I was playing well and I had a really great head pin on the head pin percentage. Um, you know, I call it the money ball, right? I've never been one to throw away from the head pin. Um, so I, I literally, it was like, I just wanted to, I knew that I could do it. I saw the score. I knew that if I could keep it on the middle, I had half a chance. And with the double diamond free fall, right? Like you cracked it anywhere in the middle and you got, you pretty much got a strike light, heavy, whatever. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah. And, and in the moment, right. Your nerves get you. It's like, I have a chance to go on to win $25,000 if I can throw these shots. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, even yeah. even nowadays, like we uh, the tour finals or even a WCBT event, I find myself too. Like, it, you know, you just need the three strikes. You just get up there right away because you know you're playing really well. But it might be that time that you you needed to take that extra second and that deep breath and be like, you know what? I know yeah. I'm throwing good. I don't need to rush this. Right. 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 Well, and that's. Hey, man. It's all good when you're at the top, Dex. It's all good when you're at the top. (laughs) And and that's something that's through through coaching, right, that working with the kids, especially when they're quite well, uh, like they're good, is, you know, my biggest thing for them now is when you're ready, right? Like that is one of the the teaching principles I, I work with them. It's like when you're ready, because if you're too fast or if you're, you know, from my own personal experience, but also watching other individuals play, right? It's, it's like you've, you need to be totally ready before you throw that ball. So. Great segue, Kathy, into coaching and into that discussion that we've got, because I know that's a big part of your last number of years, um, is coaching in you know YBC teaching ladies, um, you know that stuff. So, did you always want to also transition into being a coach, or did it just you know, um, so, as, no? I mean, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I I love to play, whether it's good or bad or ugly. I love to play. Um, 
I came to a point in in my personal life where I um, hit a roadblock and I didn't know what was wrong and I could feel stuff kind of and um, it started late 90s where I just you know I was walking a little I always walked on an angle into the head pin but I was finding I was off balance and stuff and so after a bunch of tests and things you know we figured out that there was actually something wrong so in 2007 I was diagnosed with MS, so multiple sclerosis. So I have what's called relapsing remitting MS, and I'm controlled by medication. Um, it has not it has not um, affected my person per se as to um, just the way I do things. I have I had to make some changes. So my approach, so when you ask if I throw as aggressive, no, because I don't have that energy, first of all. And second of all, I don't have, um, I've got a few extra pounds that uh, showed up somewhere between childbirth and quitting smoking. Um, but um, <laughs> so, so I kind of was faced with a choice was, um, do I want to stay with the game as a coach and, and work with it? I've always worked with the kids, but do I want to stay or do I want to walk away? And I took about five months over uh, the summer and I really had a big soul search. And I said, you know, I've been part of this game all my life. Um, I've had some really amazing coaches along the way. Um, and I wanted to decide, I, I decided that, you know what, for the time being, I was going to focus on the YBC kids and I was going to focus on teaching masters and being able to bowl the events with the kids, even though it wasn't that great, I was still going to try. Um, so life took a little bit of a turn and, um, so yeah, so I still play. I'm nowhere near the player I used to be. Um. But I'm okay. Bye. My husband's leaving for work. <laughs> Bye. Have a good night. Um, um, so, you, yeah. So, go ahead. You being part of the national, the youth national contingent, um, yeah. being selected out of Ontario, you know, three times, that's a pretty cool honor um, to be selected yes. to, be able to go, and especially three times. Uh, yes. Is also and I'm neat. waiting on four. <laughs> so as soon as they have as soon as they get the next one ready to go i'm i'm in too so it'll it'll be curious yeah i you know what i love i love the kids i know that we're not supposed to but i love i do i love the kids i have um i have a bunch that i just i totally gravitate to um it's they're, they're bowling family right they're not strangers um, I can walk into a tournament or a master's event and, you know, I know 95% of the people that are there. I know the kids. Um, we run, um, so Gordon McLeod used to own Stellar. Um, he passed away um, a few years ago now, uh, right around the same time as Fraser. Well, we made a tournament for the kids. It was called the Stellar Lanes Youth Fall Classic. And we sat and we put this, so it's a uh, five game with handicap. Um, and then they go to match play and first place is a thousand dollars and we peter down to 30th and we pay out about four thousand dollars. That's awesome. And Great. yeah, 
you know what it really and truly is so mm -hmm. uh 24 lanes uh five kids per lane roughly sometimes we had to overlap to six just to fill in for kids that uh wanted to play but kind of filled up um so every year in, in the fall we would have you know 120 130 kids at the event and it was amazing it really and truly was we had to postpone it this year and ironically i i canceled it for the season today because just there's not enough bowling to be done before but um yeah it's uh so knowing the kids and knowing uh, we having that opportunity to coach them at a national level um you know it, it it's amazing and the kids that are there you know that they want to be better and they want to be successful and they want they'll put the work in if you ask them to well and say something to you for being um, to your resume for being the person that they select and they want to be part of that as well or to, to have you as the national coach so um, yeah I I don't know for sure but uh, someone had said to me that do you realize that you're one of the first people to be coached to be asked out of Ontario for a second time right. so I, I I don't know if that's true or not um, I just know that um, I did it in 2003, 2004, and then I did it again at uh, 2018, no, 2019, and I was supposed to go back 2020. So, um, but yeah, it, it's amazing. I love being there, the kids, you know, to be able to be there for them, with them, to teach them strategies on you know all kinds of different aspects of the game, the mental game, the you know. There's a, there's a few. So one thing I want, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to take a time out. I got to go to the washroom. This is a couple <laughs> of but, um, As I go, I want you to tell the story, or this is a really cool thing too. In 2013, the Ontario Elite, and then in 2019, the Grassroots Coach of the Year. These are very, very significant uh, yeah. have from a coach. So share with us how, how those came about, if you don't mind. So in 20, 2003, 2000, 2002-2003, uh, I coached the teaching men at the Southern Ontario to Silver mm -hmm. at Nationals. Amazing team. Uh, and then uh, ladies in Calgary, we went out during the floods and uh, the ladies team that I coached, coached uh, won gold. Um, that year from my zone, I was nominated as uh, Elite Coach of the Year. And from there, I went on to win the Ontario Elite Coach of the Year, uh, which is the Dave Post here in. Totally. So, uh, so they're uh, Ernie Rogie and Dave Post are both. Um, so that you get the plaques with that says, you know, so and so from so and so is this, and I was like totally taken back because to me, elite always meant open masters whatever. So I was quite surprised. But then they looked at the work with the kids and the youth challenge nationals and I, things that. So I was very humbled because I have so much respect for Dave Post. Um, you know, he was another one of the guys that welcomed me when I came down here and stuff. Um, and then uh, I j always joked that, you know, I had an old guy on my mantle. And then uh, a year and a half ago, I got the Ernie Rogie 
grassroots coach of the year. And to me, that is huge because I don't know what it's like in other provinces with your coaches of the year, but with grassroots, you can only win once here in Ontario. And to be 50 or turning 50 and to have win and to win something that means so much. So I ironically, I have Dave Post here and I have Ernie Rogie here and I've got a couple old guys you know, hanging out on my mantle, but um, it means, it means so much to me, right? Like my, my mom taught me, you know, everything I know about the game and then some, and, and, you know, to be considered, you know, for the, even to be nominated was um, huge. And then to have won and, you know, knowing that the group of people that I have been able to work with, uh, in different aspects, uh, you know, like we have, uh, when I first moved down here, Kathy and Steve Barker were in the area and uh, all the coaches of the bowling school, you know, like we all kind of come together and for the kids. And so between the bowling school and the different events and then our tournament, it was kind of cool because you got to know all the kids and they, and they get to know you. And they're pretty good judges of character. They know who are there for the right reasons, right? To make you, to make you better and to be, to help you be better. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Kathy, this is probably my first glimpse into who you are as a person besides, you know, the, the, the comments that you throw into the side. Um, but you're a, a very easygoing, uh, personable, friendly person with an immense amount of knowledge. Um, you put those two things together and then you're a nurturing person on top. I mean, your career kind of speaks for itself in that way. Um, it's no surprise to me that you're getting as much love in the, in the chat here. Uh, for <laughs> it's because everybody has to drink. I don't even know half no. sisters. Here's, here's Aaron, Glo uh, Aaron Glover saying, Kathy to this day, one of my favorite coaches ever. And, and so, it doesn't surprise me based on who so you have I, been today. Can I tell you a little story about Aaron Glover? Because I love Aaron Glover. Sure. Aaron, Aaron was 14. Sorry, Carrie, I know you hate stories, but you might like nope. this one. All good. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not afraid of anything. I own it as a coach, right? If win, lose, if I make a bad decision, it's my fault. Period. I don't care. Two things I learned about myself was trust my instincts and I am the shittiest co-coach ever because it's me or it's nothing, right? I'll be honest. I, I don't co-coach well. <laughs> I got another year with Jeff Dunn maybe. So Jeff, I love you where if you're watching. Um, Aaron, Aaron was bowling leadoff in Gatineau and the kids came in from out of town uh, to play Masters Rookie Tour in Ottawa. Gatineau was just across the river. So they were all in watching, and Aaron was struggling a little bit on top, and he didn't have a whole lot to start. We had a girl on the bench. So Aaron, I love you if you're listening. I love you. Aaron goes up. He picks a three-pin, picks the other three-pin, just touches the head pin. It's like, then he's out chatting with his friends. So then he comes back and he cherries another three pin. So he doesn't have a whole lot. And I, I can't remember exactly what the score was, but I walked up to him really politely, come up behind him and say, okay, bud, I really need a good shot here. 
right? Show me what you got. So he goes up and he puts it through the hole. And I looked at him and I tapped him on the shoulder and I'm like, buddy, I'm really sorry, but you have to come out. No, 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 no. I'm like, buddy, I'm sorry. I'm like, we need to win these matches. If we need it, you know, I'm sorry. I'm making this call. You need to come out. So of course he walks off. He's a little deflated. And, and again, I'm the coach, right? Girl goes in, she 15s the three pin. I'm like, good shot, good shot. I'm not a feminist. I'm an equal team player. She goes on to throw the next six. <laughs> okay. Nice. Oh, yeah. she, wins, she wins the match and we win total. Right. So I walked over really quietly to Aaron and I said to him, I understand that you did not want to come out of the match, but you were very distracted by your friends at the back and you Girl. were very not on your A game and we need your A game. So I threw him right back in the lineup the next game and he shot three something and he was right back on track, right? But every once in a while, you just need to kind of say, okay, you know what? This is a, I did it in the open with one of the uh, open bowlers. He was having a tough go, probably best bowler on the team. Took him out third frame. He's like, put him right back in the next game and averaged 285 for the rest of the event, right? Yeah. So, Kathy, just so you, you know. Do what you got to do, right? Just so you know, Aaron's taking all the glory for it. He said he took one for the team. It wasn't the coach making the great ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, so, so funnier story is I get to coach Aaron again. So he might start on the bench. You never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That That's what the poll is there for. And I'm sure yeah. that, that was a, oh. a big learning experience for Aaron as well. Right. And and that's what we're looking for. And that's what you're there for as a coach. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's so, fun. So I, I haven't mentioned one person that I would really like to mention because, and I'm sorry, I, I know you hate stories. No, no, um, no. we love them. So, that's, so, what that's what we're here for. I, Carrie, we're going to ask Carrie about this. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie, I'm sorry. I really am. So, I don't know. If, I don't know if any of you have like creeped my profile or anything, but. My wedding was basically bowlers are up, right? My maid of honor was Barb Hamilton, Barb McLaughlin. He's Matt there. Berry was my in my wedding party and my sister-in-law. But we've been together, Nat, Barb, and I, for a lot of years. And Barb and I played on a team. The first year I played against her, and then we played on the open team for years. Um and I can honestly say the hardest thing about leaving Northern Ontario was leaving that friendship behind. Um, Barb and I played four or five punch for years at, on Northern Ontario. Sometimes we got split up, but for the most part, it, once Barb came along, you know, we were able to solidify our spots and, and be competitive because we, for a while we we're known as, you know, an easier team to beat. Um, and the year that we, um in when we lost in 99 and we won silver actually i shouldn't say we lost we're second um but uh manitoba had a good run on us and we lost in double knockout so that was an eye-opener for us but in the i think it was the seventh frame i noticed you mentioned it again um in the seventh frame we started throwing strikes we were we were deflated we were far behind 
And I think out of the last, say, 25 frames, we threw 22 strikes and ended up just missing them by a handful. So we called that the Manitoba finish because they start, you know, they, when you see that many strikes being thrown against you, right? So then when we, we lost to them, but then when we came back into Hamilton in 2000, we played them again in the final. And again, being four, four out of six, five out of six of the same ladies, we knew what we were up against. So it was like, okay, ladies, <laughs> Manitoba finish, right? Like we, we need, you know, we want to win this. We, we need to, to go, right? So it was uh, those two years with those groups of ladies were amazing. And, you know, Barb is an amazing, amazing player and an amazing person on and off the lanes. But I'm lucky enough that she followed me down here. So she only lives about 20 minutes from my house. So I get uh, I get to babysit every once in a while when nice. the kids and and we still hang out and chat and obviously I would love to get her back bowling again soon Barb if you're there yeah <laughs> I, you better be there Barb um, you know when when bowling permits but you know we get I get to take the boys out bowling once in a while and it's a lot of fun and um, but yeah definitely you know one of the greatest teammates of all times. Um, and the one time, unfortunately, that we got to play Masters together, I had to withdraw. Huh. But, yeah, definitely. She's retired. Uh-huh. <laughs> you saw the comment, retired, forget it. There's a couple of ladies you mentioned you were super close to with, you know, the Barb McLaughlin's, the Connie Ward that you played tournaments on. And, you yep. know, against these legendary ladies down in southern Ontario are, are forces to be, um, you know, reckoned with, right? Let's switch yeah. topics one more time, just as we're wrapping up here. We're probably 10 minutes-ish left, um, but absolutely, cheers to everybody. Cheers. Um, cheers. Absolutely one topic and one final closing arguments that um, we should chat about is, in 2009, part of the top 100 five-pin bowlers list, Captain uh, Davidson, you were named to that, and obviously also – uh, nominated to the York Simcoe Hall of Fame. Lots of talks here uh, on the podcast about various Hall of Fames. So those are two pretty incredible, you know, accomplishments um, to be part of that top 100 list for sure. Uh, but then also to be nominated into your local Hall of Fame. Tell us a little bit about those experiences. Oh, um, so 2009, um, I actually didn't find out about it till a couple of months after it happened, because I was already living in Southern Ontario. Um, but uh, Barb brought it to my attention. And she's like, did you hear? Did you hear? And I'm like, no. And she's like, oh, they did the top 100. And so I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. And she goes, there's you or there's me, there's you. And I'm like, pardon? Not that I didn't think I was deserving, just that I was quite taken back by it not really knowing that it was happening. So that was, uh, that was amazing because my dad could be part of it, right? My mom was already gone, but my dad was still alive. So I made a a trip up to Sudbury and uh, I picked it up the certificate and everything from Kevin Freeland. And then when, then went right over to the nursing home where my dad was and showed it to him. And, you know, of course, 
my dad being my dad, he was very proud of me. And, you know, he's your mother would be so proud. And so that was that was a nice moment that, you know, so I joked and said, see, you can't be my jinx because <laughs> yeah. because I got this right. Um, and then um, <laughs> split province is tough. Right. Like, so all of, I don't want to say all of my, but most of my bowling accolades come out of the North. Right. I was uh, more successful out of the North than the South. Um, but I, I've made every provincials I've tried out for as a player, I've made the years that I've coached, I've not played the open qualifying at all. So I, at least I can say that every year I, I at least made it. Um, it's a very different animal in Southern Ontario, um, it's bigger. Um, and I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times and I'm not gonna say his name cause I don't want you guys to have to drink. <laughs> but but it, it's like, it's like, um, so when they say switch to national brain, it very much is. Like my first open down here as a player for the provincials, I literally had to say, okay, this isn't the six zone or five zone. Like this is national level, and and for the most part, national quality, right? Like you're you've got five or six teams that are like amazing, um, and I came down during the Tri County Dynasty where you had Jen and Carol and Liz and you know all of those amazing ladies, and it's like you know I, I've seen some people criticize the declaration rule and and stuff like that, but you know what? You can't take away their skill and their ability, and you know they're just amazing players and an amazing team. Like they all are friends, so you know it just shows that when you put it all together, how successful you can really be. And when I moved down here. Not that I ever looked at thinking, oh, my goodness, I want to be part of the Hall of Fame. It was like I thought, you know what, it's never going to happen because I'm from two different parts of the province. So I never really put any minds, more mindset into it. And then after a few years, I thought that if I did, um, it would be as a builder, not necessarily as a bowler. Yeah. So, um and, and it, you know, that could have, who knows, right? Stranger things have happened. So um, when I, it was actually on a Zoom call for our meeting um, and I was fashionably late. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> I'm coaching coordinator for our, our region. And uh, I was like, oh shit, I'm dead. And so then they said, oh no, no, it's okay. You know, we just rearranged. So then just as, that happened they said that they had made their decisions and i thought you know oh great and then they they announced me and i was like like i had tears in my eyes instantaneously and i was like i'm like but and then i was like just shut up kathy just <laughs> just smile and 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 take because i never really thought and not that i've not done anything down here because i have like i have four medals in the open like we've made, we've made final four, you know, masters, um, you know, I have my master's ring. I have my master's win. I have my master's nationals, you know, it, it, it just, you never think of it. Right. Cause I give so much and I'm not 
like giving so much and wanting to be there for the kids that really want to be successful. Right. So you don't think of it. You just, it's like, again, it goes back to the, you love what you do. You never work a day in your life. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. So it was very humbling, very on, like I was very honored, very humbled. Um, you know, it might happen by 2025 or something. God knows when COVID's over and everything is <laughs> open again and we can actually have a drink and, you know, go to a dinner, sit down dinner and whatever. But sooner than that, I think it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Please don't be 2025. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well, exactly. So, John, uh, uh Jim Head, when I moved down here, he I picked up a nickname. And he's mm. always the only guy that's ever gonna be able to call it call me that and get away with it. So very first tournament I walked into, he's like, Hey Northern, how's it going? So I've been northern since what however long, 20, 19, 20 years. But he calls my boys. Uh, Borealis and Aurora, because they're the Northern Lights, right? Nice. All my all my kids play, right? Like my kid, uh, my kid threw his first perfect game of about seven years ago, and threw a second one two years ago, and he's like, uh, "Mom, how many perfect games do you have?" And I'm like, "Wow, right? That's, <laughs> that's the elusive right there." Yeah. That's, yeah, thanks, D.B. So, yeah, that's yeah. the elusive. That I have- me, is, is that, is bucket list, um, you know, last question is, you know, your kids are playing. Are they playing competitively? Can you have an opportunity to play a tournament with them? Perfect game. What's what's left on the resume for, for Kathy Davidson to do? I don't think there's anything left on the game side. I'm, I'm very pleased. Um, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, I have a 448, right? I have a corner pin in my hopeless chest to, to, to prove it, right? So um, I don't, I don't really have anything as a player, um, as a, as a coach, obviously, just to make the next generation bigger and better, and uh, give some of what was given to me back. Um, this year's open got canceled and then or postponed and then canceled. I actually would have had the opportunity to coach Josh on the mixed team for York Simcoe. Uh, that would have been fun because, um, you know, when you get pulled by your mom, it's a little different than. Uh, <laughs> um, so, and, and Jake, I obviously I would love, love the opportunity to play with my kid, uh, our kids, uh, they um, would have to make a mixed team, obviously. Um, but I want them to be as successful as they can be in their own right. So I would never, ever expect them to pl- not play to their level to be able to play with me. Right. So I, you know, I would rather, I had the opportunity of coaching Jason in the singles the first year of the Open that he qualified fourth. Um, and I would rather do that than play on a team with them any day, right? I want them to be as successful as they can be. Um, so, but yeah, if, if the stars aligned and we all, if we ended up on a mixed team, I would be okay with that. I would sit the bench and just be the cheerleader. Right? Go, go team, go. Yeah. But, but not co-coach that team. 
Yeah, no, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, I told you, I'm not. I, I'll own it. Uh, like, I'll write that. That'll be on my headstone. That's not well. Well, Kathy, as we wrap up here, um, I'm so glad that we had an opportunity to chat with you mm-hmm. further in depth, rather than just you know chats or a quick little what's my score. Um, what an absolute beautiful lady you are inside and out in everything that you do in, in bowling and in your professional life, your family life. I'm, I'm like I said, very thankful that Five mm-hmm. Universe was able to have you as one of our largest supporters and to come onto the podcast to share with us a little bit more. Um, lots of people, lots of love out there for you. Um, I don't think, I mean, even, you know, our, myself and the guys definitely didn't get to see you as a bowler. Um, and even people in the comments, somebody said, I'm glad we showed the 95 CBC to see what type of a bowler you were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we missed out for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So thank you very much for for being part of the show with us, guys. Are you close to 50 yet? Maybe I'll see you on the seniors tour. <laughs> oh, he's, well, he's, he pushing it. he's getting there. <laughs> just, just kidding. Straight, straight brim. He's still I young. will let you know this now that you missed. Not once, but twice. What did I? What did I do tonight that you missed? Buffaloes. Oh, <laughs> I was being nice. No, you. Just watch the chat for the next six weeks because I'll be all over you. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so, Kath. So can I give? Can I give one? Big shout you out. One last blast. Okay. Sorry, Carrie. Oh, no, I you're you. good. I really no, do. Good. <laughs> um, so, so I have a heart for your Alberta ladies. Jen, Tracy, Stacy, all of those girls when I was coming through um, and they were out playing and Jen in Newfoundland was there um, the year that my mom passed away and Everybody was so amazing. But those girls are such class acts. And I don't care what anybody says. Um, You know, I've been fortunate enough to be part of this game. Like I said, I've been playing 49 years. I've been playing adults. Um, And the friends and the people that I've been able to make from coast to coast, you know, nothing, nothing is better than those Alberta ladies. And I mean that very genuinely. And I am so happy that um, I've got to meet them all and hang out with them all and see them on your chats and the Manitoba ladies and all of them. They're all class acts. And I'm just so happy that I was able to come on and spend some time with you guys. And I look forward to everything you guys are doing and watch for the next 91 more episodes. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, You know, a quick shout out to Tracy Smith. Uh, You know, she is, she's one of my favorite people. She is one of the nicest people I've ever met, but she also busts my balls. So I've been having this Uh lamp over here and I'm a bachelor. I live alone. I'm going to screw up my webcam. Anyways, I'm going to have to hold this now. Um, (laughs) She, she's busted my balls about having that lamp on a chair forever and i i just want to point out the fact that i went and got a little nightstand there because yeah simply because of her so thanks tracy thanks for pushing me into growing up a little it was her birthday yesterday too so happy birthday yeah 
I always know it's my birthday coming the day after Tracy's. That's how it <laughs> Awesome. Well, Kathy, we're going to have you sit in the back room for a little bit. You're more than welcome to stay on. I know it's a little bit laid out in your area. So um, if you decide to jump out, that's perfectly fine. Um, we're just going to wrap up this podcast while you sit back there. And uh, thank you, everybody. All right. So um, obviously, that was awesome like um when tim sent us uh kathy's accolades and stuff like that i knew kathy had played on cbc's and tsn's um just through going through the vhs bowling through youtube and stuff like that but um i didn't realize the amount of open and masters it's unreal and to get a one-on-one -on -one with her or a four-on-one -on -one with her to talk about all that that's uh pretty amazing yeah honestly so good um, and, and again, like what Daryl said, I mean, she's such a great person inside and out. I mean, she jumps in our back room when we, but before we even start this and she was instantly just like super friendly and bubbly and busting our balls. And like, she's, yeah. she's, she is awesome. I would I sit down and have a beer or 12 with her any day. I feel like I've known her for a long time and just yeah. super inspired by everything that she's done. Um, you know, both professionally and bowling wise. So very glad that we got to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it was great getting to know her. Yeah, like uh, we didn't know. I knew how great of a bowler she was, uh, but I didn't know how great of a bowler she was until I got mm -hmm. the full resume. Um, got to finally see her watch her play. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch the VHS ones or the CBCs, and she threw quite the ball. Um, getting to know her personal story, I mean, uh, Miss M, um, pretty near and dear to our hearts. Uh I'll follow that on online. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I, that shows what kind of person she is, right? So, um, thank you, Kathy, for coming on. It was it was quite the podcast. Right? The cool yeah. thing, Kim, is that you're doing the bookings and you're you know talking to people about resumes and talking to people yeah. about agendas. I mean, you get the inside track and sort of you know key them up or tee them up a little bit with some of these things. Um, I'm sure it's a big learning experience. What it Initially, it's just like all of us, right? Is initially what they, what they've accomplished. Um, but then in tonight, obviously in her resume, we didn't, we didn't. If her resume or bio that we've, you know, started with didn't have the personal life type of things. So it's uh, it's really good to get to know somebody in the podcast here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, one hundred percent. And obviously, I got my new nickname for next week. Uh, yeah. Doesn't like stories, so that works out perfect for me. We'll have to come up with nicknames for you guys. Um, you got to figure out a whole new podcast if we're not allowed to have stories. Yeah, I know. Yikes! I'm <laughs> tough go. Out here. Just a, a podcast full of stats. Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before Tim lets us know who our next week's guests are, we're gonna do the All Star comment of the day. Um, Dexter has been working on queuing that up, I guess. Yeah. So you just got to share that in there, Carrie. Perfect. How many times are you randomizing this? I'm going to be cheap um, today and do it for free. How many times do you want to randomize? I beggar for a 135. All right. There you go. Perfect. And how many winners? Just one? Just one winner. And All right, uh, here we go. We, we will send you a message and then you'll just have to respond Who's... to it and then we'll get that to now, you. Uh, I have 35 people on this list. I couldn't get anything from like the first like half hour or so. So yeah. I apologize for those people who decided it not is, to stick around. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. All I right. Think one of our best shows that we've done to date. I mean, obviously appreciate all the birthday and the St. Patrick's Day and the 
yeah. and all that's fun. But um, honestly, just a, a wonderful conversation with, with and and Kathy's such a huge supporter of ours. Um, yes. She's a Patreon member and all that stuff. So um, we obviously can't thank her enough and more than happy to have her on podcast. And clearly uh, that two hours flew by. We could do a lot more. We've had that a lot lately with our last few mm -hmm. guests. We could have a lot longer podcasts, but uh, if yeah, my bladder would allow it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> okay, I got to randomize this one more time. Let's All see right. who's on top. I, I can't see it. Well, you got I, bad eyes, Tim. Yeah. Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> no. Who? Mr. Brett Hendrickson. Brett Hendrickson. Yeah, he's sitting here going like this right now. Oh, yeah. Man, that's a great shot. Uh, all right. He has got to buy a pair of sweatpants to go with that. Yes, this is for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Are we able to get a hold of him? Do you think? No, nope. uh, he, he might. He might be kicking around. Oh, he's in the chat. Right? Uh, Do you know what? He can, uh, we, we can get it. <laughs> We we, we 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 can get his um his address and everything when he buys his sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> Send an order for sweatpants. Five pin what store five pin universe dot ca. Yeah. <laughs> Great show. Thanks for all the comments. Um, you know, stay next week, Tim. Who do we got? What's we got a couple lined up? Yeah, next week we got uh Casey and Annette uh Campbell is gonna be hopping on and seeing us. So uh, super excited to have a really awesome couple from Alberta. Perfect. Both coaching for Casey. He's coached and he's played at nationals. Yeah. Uh, both open and net masters. Um, and then also Annette, obviously both open and masters. Um, but and she's great. a little bit better WCBT player than Casey is. So. <laughs> It'll be a good show. Yeah. A couple of Alberta. Yeah. Hometowners tomorrow. Sorry for everybody across the country. We're going to Alberta hometown next week. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Great show, guys. Thanks, Thanks again. Thanks, everybody. Um, happy and we'll yeah, happy St. Patrick's. Happy birthday, DB. Happy, happy birthday, buddy.